Hello and welcome to this Shipping Law podcast from Coracle Online in association with international law firm Reed Smith. This episode considers one of the developments arising out of the recent tumultuous time for the dry bulk market, in particular the beginning of November, with the 7th of November 2008 being the FFA dry bulk market settlement date for October 2008. Against this background, the High Court expedited the hearing of an urgent application by an intermediate charterer for relief under a letter of indemnity, or LOI, given in return for delivering cargo without production of the original bills. The application arose out of a claim for misdelivery of the cargo, for which security of $11 million had been sought, and which the intermediate charterer had agreed to provide directly. Most importantly, the applications involved the High Court's determination of three questions on the construction of the subject LOI. As the LOI was based on the standard wording recommended by the International Group of P&I Clubs, the Court's decision on the construction issues handed down on the 7th of November 2008 will be of interest to the industry. Each of the four parties was an intermediate charterer of the MV Bremen Max in a long line of time charter parties. A cargo of Sinterfeed was loaded at Brazil. Prior to arrival at the discharge port of Burgas in Bulgaria, a request was made that the cargo be delivered to Kremik Kotsky AD, Bulgaria's largest steel producer, now bankrupt, without production of the original bills of lading. The shipowners agreed, subject to provision by charterers of an LOI based on the international group approved wording. Back to back, LOIs were given by charterers up to the charter party chain. Each of the LOIs recorded charterers' request that the owners deliver the said cargo to Kremikovsky AD Sofia at Borgas and without production of the bills, and that the undertakings in the LOI were agreed by charterers in consideration of your complying with our above request. The bills of lading stated that the cargo was consigned to order of a bank. The notify party was described as GNM5. Borgas, Bulgaria as agent, and Kremikovtsi AD, Sofia Botinet. The vessel arrived at Borgas in late March 2008. In late July 2008, a third party, Stemcore UK Limited, informed the vessel's head owners that they were the holders of the bills of lading and asked for confirmation that owners were ready, willing and able to deliver up possession of the cargo or otherwise advise in what circumstances they had parted with possession of the cargo. Security of $11 million was requested, failing which Stemcore threatened arrest of the vessel. The request for security was passed down the charter party chain by head owners under Clause 3 of the LOI, which provides, if, in connection with the delivery of the cargo as aforesaid, the ship should be arrested or detained and should the arrest or detention thereof be threatened, charterers to provide on demand such bail or other security as may be required to prevent such arrest or detention or to secure the release of such ship or property. Owner's request for security was refused by each charterer in the chain. The charterers argued that the LOI didn't oblige them to post security to the cargo claimant, but only to the addressee of the LOI, and that in any event, the LOI didn't respond, as on charterers' information, the cargo hadn't in fact been delivered to Kremikovsky at Borgas. In August 2008, the vessel was arrested by Stemcore. In order to secure her release, head owners posted security of $11 million. They then commenced High Court proceedings against their charterers and also filed a Rule B attachment against them, pursuant to which funds were arrested by a New York bank. 
The claimant in the subject High Court proceedings, Ferenko, was an intermediate charterer. They'd reached an agreement with their immediate owners in the charter party chain, as well as head owners and Stemcor, that they'd post security of $11 million in favour of Stemcor as replacement security for that already provided by head owners, and $500,000 in favour of head owners as security for their costs by payment into an escrow account. They then on the 24th of October 2008, commenced High Court proceedings against their immediate charterers, Daibo, seeking a declaration that they were entitled to indemnity under the LOI and urgent interim relief, pending trial or further order, requiring Daibo to pay $11.5 million into the escrow account. Daibo put their immediate charterers, Norden, on notice and indicated that they'd seek back-to-back orders against Norden at the hearing, which was to take place on the 30th of October. In the event, the court granted the urgent interim relief sought, ordering that Norden pay $11.5 million into the escrow account by the 4th of November, failing which Daibo were to pay $11.5 million into the escrow account by the 5th of November. The matter was then listed for an expedited hearing on the 6th of November on the issue of the construction of the LOI. Subsequently, ex parte orders were obtained by Norden against their immediate charterers, Dialmar, who were effectively at the bottom of the charter party chain, although also intermediate charterers. As a result, by the time of the hearing on the 6th of November on the construction of the LOI, most interested parties in the charter party chain were before the court and three of the parties each had $11.5 million sitting in a scrow as security for an $11 million claim pending further order. Three issues of construction were argued before the court. The first was whether Clause 3 of the LOI obliged the party giving the indemnity or charterers to provide security directly to the cargo claimant rather than the addressee of the LOI. By the time of the hearing, the parties were in agreement on that point. The LOI did so to oblige charters. The second issue was whether the obligation in Clause 3 of the LOI to provide bail or other security was no longer a current obligation, release of the vessel from arrest having already been secured. The court answered this question, no, effectively in favour of owners. The court said that the intention and commercial purpose of Clause 3 would otherwise be frustrated. If charterers had failed to provide security in breach of their obligation in Clause 3 of the LOI and head owners had provided security to cargo claimants in order to secure the vessel's release from arrest, charterers were not thereby discharged of their obligation under Clause 3. That obligation was a continuing one. The third issue determined was whether the undertakings provided in the LOI were conditional upon delivery having been made to Kremikovsky in accordance with charterers' request. Significantly, the court answered this question, yes, effectively in favour of charterers. An LOI given in return for delivering cargo without production of the original bills of lading will therefore not respond unless delivery has been made to charterer's requested receiver. The court said that the owners need not inquire as to whether the requested receiver is in fact entitled to possession of the cargo. Owners only need to know that the person to whom they're delivering the goods is the person to whom charterers have requested that delivery be made. If owners are in doubt, they may ask charterers to identify the intended receiver. 
An application was made by Ferenko that the relief granted on an interim basis be made permanent, notwithstanding the court's findings on, in particular, the third construction issue. The court refused their application. The decision sends a warning to other intermediate charterers to be very careful when agreeing to provide security up the charter party chain under an LOI without first ensuring a back-to-back position has been adopted down the charter party chain. Permission to appeal the court's findings on the second and third issues of the LOI's construction has been granted. Thanks for listening.